Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous. This is the French Your Way podcast, episode 204. And uh, it's finally here. So the episode where you finally get the answers to the 15 questions that I asked you in episode 200 of the podcast. I'm so glad that you loved the challenge and the opportunity to brush up the older episodes. Uh, as a side note, uh, the questions in the, in the quiz were um, regarding uh, episode 100 to 200 of the podcast. So we brushed at two years worth of a podcast. Well done to the participants who sent me their answers. So there were actually few mistakes and most of you were able to enter the draw. Uh, if you had at least 10 out of 15 answers correct, I entered you in the draw. Uh, your names are in my uh, daughter's hat at the moment. And you can win a 30-minute French session with me on Skype and you'll be featured in an upcoming uh, podcast episode. You know that I have been doing some uh, live lessons. Um, well, I will feature that one as a, a lesson. So let's find out what the answers were. Um, you can check out the show notes of the episodes to find the questions again and uh, to, to see the answers. And let me announce uh, the winner. Um, as I'm recording, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm actually um, recording, it's a, a few days before the release and I'm recording live on social media. So I'm live on Instagram at the moment and on Facebook as well. So uh, if you'd like to watch the video, um, head on to these uh, pages, right? Ah, Eric, uh, bonjour au Mexique. Wow, you are an early waker, if I'm not mistaken. Thanks for following me. Bonjour, Tony, from uh, Auckland. And let's start with uh, the questions. So the first question was, which reflexive pronoun will you, will you use after the object, the subject, on? So that was episode 106 of the podcast. So if you take a reflexive verb, so for example, uh, se promener or se laver, how do you conjugate it with on? What is the reflexive pronoun? It's going to be se uh, as well. Um, je would be je me, je me lave, je me promène. Tu would be te, the reflexive pronoun is te. Tu te laves, tu te promènes. Il, elle, and on, uh, even Though on may have a plural spelling and can mean nous, the reflexive pronoun grammatically is se. That was the first question. Second question, you all got it correct, by the way, like all the answers I received. Um, second question, which season of the French Republican calendar is associated to grape harvesting? So that was episode 109 of French Your Way podcast. Uh, and the season was Vendémière. Vendémière, um, so it, is, it, it belongs to the same family as the uh, word vendange. Les vendanges are um, in September, usually in France. And it's the grape harvesting uh, period. So that's... Um, Uh, very important uh, in the uh, region where I am native from because uh, that's the time of the year where the um, champagne is going to uh, to be um, 
to, to start being made, basically. So Vendémière. Question three, fill the blank with the correct French translation for what? Um, so, est-ce que vous comprenez bien? Mm, je vous dis. So, can you understand uh, what I'm telling you? What here is, um, it's an interrogative pronoun, but it's an indirect um, uh, question. Uh, the what is ce que? Ce que, so C-E and then Q-U-E. Est-ce que vous comprenez bien ce que je vous dis? Question four. Uh, what does the French noun une prune mean? Uh, so, Obviously, it was a bit of a trap, a false friend. We also call that a French, um, a, a false cognate. Uh, une prune doesn't mean a prune. It actually means a plum. Well, it's the same. It's the same fruit. Uh, I was explaining that in episode 118 of the podcast about French um, uh, false friends. Uh, une prune is a plum, and when it is dried, uh, English-speaking people call it a prune, and we say un pruno, un pruno. So there's the same thing with uh, so the um, grapes when they are fresh. Uh, that's uh, le raisin, le raisin, and when it is uh, dry, what you call raisin is actually uh, um, raisin sec for us, so dry uh, grape. Question five, uh, ask the following question in French using all three ways, uh, three structures. So the same question, but um, with a grammatically different uh, syntax structure. The question was, when is it going to rain? And I talked about it in episode 120 of French Away podcast. So the easiest way to ask a question is just to... Um, uh, so here we have a question word, which is going to be when. You put the question word in place of where you would usually uh, see the answer. Um, Bonjour, Marie-Denise from California. Marie-Denise who says uh, she is a fan and she is on Facebook Live at the moment. Um, yeah, so I was saying, so it's going to rain tomorrow. It's going to rain tonight. It's going to rain on Monday. It's going to rain when? Il va pleuvoir quand? Il va pleuvoir quand? That's a simplest structure. The uh, question, um, the question word can also be put at the beginning of the sentence, or you can say, donc, quand il va pleuvoir? So these two ways are actually the first way of uh, asking the question. Um, the second way would be to start with the um, question word and then ask. Uh, Est-ce que? Est-ce que? Just indicate this is a question, so pay attention uh, so that you can give me the answer. Quand est-ce que il va pleuvoir? Quand est-ce qu'il va pleuvoir? That was the second way that I was expecting. And uh, the third way, which is a little bit more advanced because it uh, requires you to have um, a good handling of um, uh, the language, is to um, reverse, to invert the um, subject and the verb. The subject needs to be in the form of the pronoun. We have a pronoun here, it's il, so it's easy. So, il va, it's going to become 
Vahil. Here we have two vowel sounds, so we're going to uh, add uh, hyphens and a T uh, in between. You can check the show notes of the episode when they will be uh, released, so you will see uh, what I mean and how we spell everything. So the third way of asking the question is Quand va-t-il pleuvoir? So I repeat, il va pleuvoir quand or quand il va pleuvoir. Second way, quand est-ce que il va pleuvoir? Or third way, quand va-t-il pleuvoir? Voilà, that was question five. Uh, question six. Whew, I should have opened the window. Now I'm like plugged, like wired everywhere. So I'm not going to move, but it's really hot and stuffy in here. Anyway, uh, question six. True or false? And I asked you to justify um, your answer. So over 60% of current English vocabulary is derived from French episode 122 of the podcast. Uh, it falls. Um, 50% of current French vocabulary is derived from French. 50% only. Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, who was saying? I think Belez Pascal? Uh, or Monte Oh, I forgot. Wait, one like famous person, philosopher, uh, was saying that English was um, uh, poorly written French, actually, because so many words are similar. Uh, that should just help you um, or uh, comfort you. Be careful to the false friends. Um, but yes, you can understand actually a lot, especially of uh, old French uh, and old English, because now some words have evolved, but they had so much in common a couple of centuries ago. Question seven. Um, I'm just turning to say hi to Instagram followers. If you want to uh, see me facing the camera, um, check out my uh, Facebook page. I'm live there and the main action is actually on Facebook. Right. Question seven. Um, Thomas dit, je n'ai pas faim. So Thomas says, I'm not hungry. Um You need to complete the sentence in the indirect speech. And I started it uh, using the past tense. Thomas a dit... Oh, here there were a few mistakes. Um, so if, you, if, um, your introductory, if your introductory verb, um, your, uh, your saying verb is in the present tense, there's no change in the tense of uh, the sentence. If I had said, um, so Thomas say, is saying... I'm not hungry. Thomas is saying that he is not hun uh, hungry. You keep the present tense. Now, my reported speech is in the past tense. So Thomas said that he was not hungry. There is a, what we call in concordance des temps, so a, a time shift, uh, which happens both in French and in English. So Thomas says that he is not hungry. Thomas said that he was not hungry. We have the exact same thing happening in French. Thomas a dit qu'il n'avait pas faim. Qu'il n'avait pas faim, you need to use, so the, the present tense becomes the, uh, the imparfait uh, tense. So the indicative present becomes the indicative uh, imparfait tense. Thomas a dit qu'il n'avait pas faim. The, uh, the pronoun changes. Hein? You cannot say Thomas a dit je n'avais pas faim. Thomas a dit qu'il n'avait pas faim. Thomas said that he wasn't hungry, not that I wasn't hungry. 
Um, okay, if you need to brush up on that, it was episode 125 of French Away podcast. We move to uh, question eight. If you have any question or problem, uh, well, you can take the opportunity to ask me live. Just send me a comment. I'm trying to follow at the same time that I am uh, going through uh, the answers. Uh, question eight. How do you say happy Bastille Day in French? That's episode 128 of the podcast. I thought I had insisted on it a few times um, over the years that I had been like doing the French away. Uh, but I still got mistakes. No, you don't say Joyeux Bastille Day or you don't, you don't say anything. We don't say anything in French. So I always find it quite thoughtful when I receive emails to wish me happy Bastille Day. At the same time, I'm like, mm, but we don't say anything. Um, voilà. So there's no literal translation or anything or even no Joyeux 14 Juillet, just rien. Um, question nine is the following sentence correct in French so the sentence was Bordeaux est une grande ville de 250 000 inhabitants um, no it was incorrect so um, inhabitants in English is actually habitants in French so it's a little bit misleading a bit confusing I talked about that in episode 135 of uh, the podcast I'm going to drink because I'm so hot and thirsty. Um, question 10. What is the difference between je voudrais un gâteau and je voudrais du gâteau? Okay. Un gâteau, un, deux, trois, quatre, is a, a, a number, it's a whole thing. So that is, I would like one cake, I would like a cake, so a whole. Um, as opposed to je voudrais du gâteau, so du, de la, des, dull, um, are partitive articles. And as the name uh, indicates, they uh, show that you are taking only a part of it, a portion of it. So je voudrais du gâteau is I would like a portion of cake or some cake. I talk about these articles in episode 110. 37 of French Away podcast. All the links to the podcast episode that I mentioned will be in the show notes of um, this episode uh, so that you can click on them and listen to them uh, directly. Which of the following is incorrect in French? So that was about uh, names of uh, countries that you are traveling to or living in or coming from. Um, Je vis en Belgique, j'habite au Madagascar, or je voyage au Pérou. Okay, alors, first sentence, je vis en Belgique. Belgique um, ends with an E um, and is a feminine country. En is the right preposition to use in that case. Je vis en Belgique, this sentence is uh, correct. J'habite, uh, well, I'm going to start with the third sentence uh, that will give you a massive clue about like what the answer is. Je voyage au Pérou. Pérou uh, ends with a letter other than uh, an E. That's the general rule, uh, meaning suggesting that it would be a masculine country. It is. And uh, the preposition for it 
is indeed O, which is the contraction of A, LE, uh, the masculine uh, article. Je voyage au Peru is perfectly correct as well. Madagascar, however, a Madagascar is a country and according to rule, it's a masculine country because it doesn't end with an E. However, it, so it's not O, Madagascar. It is listed in these exceptions of uh, countries that work just like city names. Um, therefore, uh, how do you say like, I live in Paris or I live in New York, etc. You will say, j'habite à, so the preposition à with an accent on it. Madagascar behaves like that. Um, it's a small island, so it happens a lot with islands or uh, places of um, countries. Um, how do you say? Where, where, where the uh, capital city and the country are kind of the same. Uh, there's nothing um, much more around. For example, Hong Kong. It used to be a country um, and a city, so it was only a Hong Kong. Um, same with Singapore. Uh, you say a Singapore for the whole country. It basically consists of the of, of the city. Uh, Madagascar behaves the same. Uh, we also have a Cuba, a Haiti. These are the ones at the top of my mind. Episode 157 of the podcast, if you need a brush-up. If it, uh, question 12. Which of these accents make uh, the pronunciation different from the others when placed above the letter E? Um, so la lettre E in French. Uh, I'm just reading the comment from Marie-Denise uh, Martin. Thank you. <laughs> Merci. Uh, so, l'accent aigu, I should have drawn them, but I don't know if you're going to... Can you read it the right way or is it a mirror image? I'm not sure. L'accent aigu is this one. It's going up. L'accent grave is going down. Um, L'accent circonflexe is the little hat uh, on the E. And le tréma is the two dots over uh, the letter. So um, here, here. So as I drew... Accent aigu is actually pronounced differently from uh, the other accents. L'accent aigu is always a pronounced a, so with a stretched, uh, stretched lips, like in the smile, a, like téléphone or télévision. The other three accents are all, um, all make the letter e actually uh, being uh, sounded. E, e, so with an open mouth. So we have e and e. So I was waiting for um, the first answer, uh, accent aigu, the accent going up. I talk about these in episode 169 of the podcast and also in my uh, online course, which is uh, how to sound like a native French speaker. If you want to check it out, um, just head to my website, uh, frenchaway.com.au. And it's in the product uh, category, uh, if I remember well. So I have a, a, a lesson specifically de dedicated on how you pronounce the letter E uh, in a word. Question 13. Does 
en effet mean in effect, indeed, or in fact. It's a bit of a false friend here. Uh, en effet means indeed. So, uh, for example, I can't come uh, to the party. Indeed, I broke my ankle. Je ne peux pas uh, venir à la fête. En effet, je me suis cassé uh, la cheville. So, um, yeah, I talk about it in episode 175 of French Away podcast. Two questions left. Fill the blanks with the correct demonstrative adjective. What is demonstrative adjective? It's when you want to uh, demonstrate, that is to show something. So it's this and that and these and those, like you show uh, with your pointer finger. Um, so I wanted the word uh, adre uh, address. Uh, so this address or that address and the word uh, apartment. Um, so in French, we... They are adresse and appartement. Adresse, no problem, it's feminine. So uh, the feminine singular demonstrative adjective is set. C-E-T-T-E. Uh, -E. uh, can you tell me whether uh, the image here uh, was uh, mirroring or whether it was in the, um, in the right way for you? I'd like to know because maybe next time I can use my whiteboard or some piece of paper. Um, yes, so that was just a side thing. So, set adresse, C-E-T-T-E, that's a feminine singular uh, demonstrative adjective. Now, appartement, the name appartement, the noun, uh, which is masculine uh, in, uh, the noun appartement is masculine in French. Usually, most often, uh, the demonstrative adjective for masculine singular uh, names, uh, nouns, is ce, C-E. Like, ce jour, ce soir, ce bateau, ce gâteau, etc. Appartement uh, starts with a vowel, or I should say a vowel sound, because sometimes... Well, because you don't pronounce the H, um, it would count as well as a, as a vowel. Appartement starts with vowel, so it would be difficult to say ce appartement. Ce appartement. So um, you need to add one T. C-E-T. Cet appartement. By adding this T, you can actually see where the feminine form, C-E-T-T-E, uh, comes from. It's a bit less surprising, but you just have to remember to do it for masculine uh, words starting with a vowel. It's mirroring, but that's not good. I would have to find a, a solution. Um, okay, thank you, Tony. Donc, cette adresse, cet appartement, same pronunciation, but different spelling. Once uh, the feminine spelling, once the masculine spelling. And my last uh, question was, translate into French, this cape... I, I gave it to you um, because that was not uh, what I wanted to check uh, in your uh, sentence. Set cap. This cape will make you invisible. Okay, and that was 100, uh, episode 195 of the podcast that I gave you that structure to make um, something like to make someone happy or to make someone do something uh, are two different structures in French. In that case, you needed to use uh, the verb rendre. 
rendre, to translate uh, make, uh, in the future tense. Um, so I wasn't too fussed about what type of future you used because that was not the, um, the point that I was testing. Um, I was expecting cette cape te rendra invisible. Uh, will make you invisible. Or if you choose to use um, the vous form to translate the you, I also accepted cette cap vous rendra invisible. Or in the near future, uh, this uh, cette cap uh, va te rendre invisible or va vous rendre invisible. I just wanted you to use rendre and not faire uh, uh, or anything else. Right. Were all my answers clear to you? If you have any question, um, again, once the podcast is uh, released and you want to uh, comment on it, uh, head to frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 204. That would be the episode number. You can always um, write to me for any comment, feedback or question, anything. Uh, I receive emails every day from you and I love that. So French, uh, Jessica at frenchaway.com.au. Voilà, if you uh, have any uh, question or suggestion. Now we're going to proceed to the draw uh, of the winner. So as I said, um, participants who wanted to uh, submit their answers to me did that uh, by email at the address that I uh, gave before. Um, and you had to have at least 10 answers out of the 15 correct. Um, so if you won, I will contact you by email and we'll arrange a time to get on Skype and uh, talk together. Right. So my innocent end, hand, the one that I used uh, for episode 100 of French Away podcast, uh, is gone to the supermarket, do the groceries with her dad. So that was my daughter. Um, so I just have her hat here and I'm going to be the innocent hand you just have to uh, to trust me on that and so I'm going to mix my papers a little bit alright and so the winner will be is Jane Christopherson well Jane we're going to talk on Skype again because Jane was a former student of me um, f a few years ago. Uh, and so I was thrilled to receive your answers because um, I didn't know that you uh, kept listening to my podcast and kept following my work. So I'm very happy to talk with you. It would be easy to arrange because I know that you're um, around uh, around Melbourne, you're in Victoria at least. So um, I will contact you soon. Congratulations. Felicitations, Jane. Well, that's it for uh, this uh, episode. Stay tuned for the next episode. Um, so in one week's time, there will be la troisième dictée, so the third dictation. That's a little exercise uh, for you that I think interesting and a little challenge for you to take and to uh, do uh, during your Christmas holiday. I'm going to wish you a bonne fin d'année 2018 et une excellente année 2019 à venir. And see you in the next episode of French Away Podcast.